0: Hola, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Mujeres in the Know. Hey everyone, it's Natalie here. How's everyone doing? I hope well. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode. I'm so excited about this episode. I have two amazing guests with me today. I have Sarah Hammond and Thelma Temez. They're going to be speaking about two things, about the RGB Census Ambassador Scholarship. It's the program they established we're going to get to know them a little bit better and ask them some questions about themselves and about their journey. And of course, they're going to give some advice. So let's get to it. So first of all, thank you so much, Sarah and Thelma for being guests on the Mujeres and the No podcast. Can you tell us a little more about the RGV Census Ambassador Scholarship? And if someone's interested, how can they apply for it?
1: We're really excited um, to be able to present this information to you. We have a website that's been created along with all of our social media outlets, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, the website is www.rgbcensusscholarship.org, and so all that a student has to do is if they are interested in winning a thousand dollar scholarship and right now we have over seventy five thousand dollars available in scholarship money so imagine how many students are going to be able to win a thousand dollars so do you just go to the website You fill out the um, information on the website. It's very simple form asking for your name, your information, your address, your number, what school you go to. And then you upload a copy of the confirmation of where you fill the census out at. For example, let's say you do it at your home. You fill out that information, you upload it onto the screen, and then you go to your neighbor and you say, hey, um, hey, can I get your census, help you get your census done and, and upload it? And so you help your neighbor do it, and then you go in and you put your same information, and then you put in the address of the neighbor's address with the census confirmation screenshot. So that gives you two entries. You can do it as many times as you want. The more entries you put in, the easier and more opportunities you're gonna to have to win one of those scholarships. So we truly encourage our students to become that ambassador, to go out and um, educate, you know, and help our community and their family members. We all have tias and theos here in the valley. Somos pura familia. And so the better that we help each other out, you know, the more that we can make progress and students can win the $1,000 scholarship. And part of the best thing about this is that this is available from any student from ninth through 12th grade and any student that is an undergrad program or a vocational college, you know, so we're here to help out the whole community. Great, what was the inspiration to create this program?
2: Well, I could definitely go ahead and share that. Um, during the first wave of social distancing, um, Sarah and I, we were going back and forth of how can we give back to our community? And we saw so many great things that different organizations were doing, from food, from just resources, but we did notice a gap that there wasn't any awareness with the census. It, everything shifted. Um, It shifted towards COVID. It just shifted on um, staying home, working from home. So the census wasn't really being talked about. But during that time, there was also graduation coming along. People were losing their jobs. So when Sarah and I were going back and forth, we started calibrating, how can we make sure we make a long-term impact how can we make sure that we are able to empower the next generation of leaders, and at the same time be able to have instant reward to someone? That's how we created a pilot, which was Nikiro. And I might be a little bit biased because that's I'm an alumni of Niki Rowe High School. So we did went ahead and kick that off there. Um, Sarah's daughter also graduated from Nikiro, and we're pretty much in that neighborhood. So why not? Since we know the area, let's go ahead and start off in with Niki Rowe seniors. We did a small pilot for two weeks. We got in front of about 380 high school seniors that were picking up their cap and gown. We made goodie bags with information of a pilot of scholarship awards with the task of having to turn in a census confirmation. So the incentive and the awareness was get an opportunity to win a scholarship, one of four scholarships. All you have to do is send us an email us a census confirmation. We started identifying a return response rate for about um, 25 to 30 percent that students were participating. We started getting calls of students that they were that they wanted to participate, but their parent had lost the census number. Can they still do it? Um, They were really there were students are and I'm not sure if you think back to when you were in school and they would give you the chocolate boxes or they would give you the catalogs that they would say, hey, go sell uh, gift wrappers or go sell chocolates. And as a student, just to make sure that your parent could save money on having to buy you your school shirt or your school spirit, or just for you to be able to have that opportunity to win that party, you will go out of your way just to make sure that your parents didn't have to worry about an extra thing. So that was the kind of those were the kind of uh, students that were giving us a call, that they wanted to have the opportunity to win a scholarship. And they would just go ahead and send us their confirmation of the census. So after that, once we were able to finalize the, the pilot, we were able to get KPIs. We were able to identify what worked, what didn't work, how can we move the numbers. And that's how we went ahead and took it um, to other partners, which is DHR, Lone Star National Bank, and to Constructions, just so we could be
0: able to make this bigger and why not unite the whole RGB.
1: Yes, of course. How important is it for everyone to fill out the census? You know, I really love this question because I didn't really understand how important it was until I started researching a little bit more. People don't understand where federal monies comes from. So like, let's just take, for example, the pandemic of COVID. Well, we only have so many ventilators because the government only sent us so many ventilators, not because they don't like us, but because they only counted so many people in 2010. So for the federal government, only so many people live here in the Valley. And did you know that in 2010, we were reporting ourselves at 56% of the community? So there was a failure of about 50, 45% of the community that did not get counted. So the government isn't gonna send resources for school programs, school technology, infrastructure for roads we just had a hurricane look at the damage a hurricane one did to us and if we don't count those other 45 percent that didn't do it in 2010 can you imagine the effect that we're going to have now and the worst thing about it is that in 2020 currently our numbers are lower than they were in 2010 we are under reporting ourselves worse than we Underreported reported ourselves in 2010. And look at the growth that we've had. So as a community, we really cannot grow. We can't develop. You know, when big corporations like Tesla wanna come in and we wanna put a buy-in to say, hey, Tesla, come down here. They look at how many people report themselves and those census numbers are used to bring down bigger companies, bigger job opportunities. People talk, well, the Valley doesn't pay. Well, the Valley can't pay. If we don't report ourselves, it, it affects us in so many circular ways that if we were just to stop and, and take some education and, and, and have the ability to do that with our families, then we would have many ambassadors. And part of the problem is that the census is scary. There's so much misconception. People that don't do it, it's because there's misconception, there's misunderstandings, there's fear, or they don't know how to read. And so to get buy-in, we started talking scholarship, not census. Scholarship money, $1,000 opportunity. Do you want buy-in? Go to this website. Scholarship money, $1,000 buy-in go to this website and the more we start talking in that manner the more we're going to get the grassroots the ones that are afraid the ones that are not reporting themselves the ones that don't want to give the government their information and the census is fully protected nobody can get that information nobody has access to that so the federal government can't do anything with it other than count and send us federal funding wow That's really great information.
0: I had to do some more research on the census because I, like you said, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. So I'm going to ask some questions just to get to know you. Thelma, can you tell us more about La Encantada Diversity, Equality, and Inclusion and what inspired you to create your business?
2: Yes, La Encantada Diversity, Equality, Inclusion is a consultation business that provides training, whether to small business, schools, uh, boards, on the importance of being inclusive. It's on different diverse topics, anything from generation, gender diversity, culture, um, really just emphasizing on how do we can make sure that our teams are collaborating. Um, how the idea came about, uh, I actually, my functional job has been, I've been with the telecommunication company for over 13 years. And throughout that time, I've actually had the opportunity to get a little bit more of an insights of what diversity was about six or seven years ago. Of course, they had the opportunity and the funds to be able to invest and do a deep dive on the education to our employees. Then I had the opportunity to lead their diversity and inclusion. I did it for over three years where my goal was to make sure that a thousand employees were satisfied, were happy, were collaborating. How can we go ahead and, and provide the attrition rate to make sure that they're low? So I was able to learn a lot of important things through this through this opportunity, and I'm forever grateful. What I did notice in the RGV that there was an opportunity for small business, for boards, or even for school that students, were sometimes leaving to college and coming back because they hadn't been exposed to diversity. Or just education, sometimes boards, like being able to collaborate with millennials or millennials thought um gener- uh, generation baby boomers thought millennials were a threat. So um, that gave me an insight that there was an opportunity that a lot of them can hire and couldn't have someone full time just focusing on the importance of diversity which is how I created my business to make sure that I could give them that opportunity that they could hire for one day, they could hire me for a four week camp, for an hour, um, just giving them that avenue of having someone here locally.
0: Great, with your experience, what would you say is an important attribute to have in order to become a strong leader? The number, one of the most important one for me, I believe
2: is passion and drive. To make sure that you're going to figure it out. One of the things that keeps me sane and um, one of my favorite quotes is, but did you die? And the reason that that is because sometimes we have challenging days, sometimes we have uh, difficult scenarios with either customers or with our employees and, or sometimes we're overthinking a task or overthinking an assignment that That makes us second guess or question our abilities and our skills but at the end of the day when you look back it's like okay but did you die like you have the resolution figure it out let your clear your mind don't let that don't let a fail or being scared of failing stop you from moving forward or even like getting that no like what's gonna happen if you get that no Uh, are you gonna die no you keep going so that type of passion and drive of just keeping going you're gonna figure it out and everything else is just
0: gonna come out. Great, thank you for that. And Thelma, who has been the biggest influence in your career?
2: I've I've had many great mentors along the way, women and some men as well, some allies. Um, I think it's important for you to really have the opportunity to get a diverse set of mentors really get different mindsets so you could calibrate and bounce back from different ideas that really can pinpoint one person. A lot of them have been huge contributors to helping me out. Sarah, I've had great leaders uh, where I've worked with uh, leaders like Mr. Eric Ball that has given me opportunities, Abel Flores that are allies, um, a lot of great friends that have supported me, but ultimately it's just really being able to have that ethic and loyalty that you need to provide as well in order for you to be able to have great mentors and people to support you, it's really not on them. It's more on, on us having that ownership because any person that's gonna invest in you depends on what kind of ownership level you have and what kind of follow-up follow, follow up you have. If you commit to something, and I'm very big when it comes to commitment and to loyalty and to really just following up on your ownership. And if you mess up, you say, hey, I, I dropped the ball and I own it as a leader. Um, if you are in the learning stage and you're going to say you're going to follow through, you go ahead and people are going to want to be your mentors. People are going to want to be an influence on you. Um, I'm not big on influence, like I have like um, a weird relationship with the word influence. I like empowerment and I do feel that a lot of, a lot of people in my life have given me that type of empowerment and um, I just like to go ahead and pay it forward as well.
0: That's great. Do you have a hobby or an activity that you do that that helps you refocus?
2: Oddly enough, working is something that I just really like, I feel my best self when I'm building and collaborating for the community. Um, the hobby, uh, maybe like, for example, like I do yoga, I do do hot yoga, I do work out. I do need to workout every day. I need to just get out and run. I I know that I need to at least have my hour where I run, my hour where either I do yoga or that I do my workout. So that's definitely probably my favorite hobby.
0: Great. The last question I have for you, Thelma, is if you could offer some advice to an aspiring young entrepreneur lady, what would you tell her?
2: Follow through with what you commit to. Have that ownership, commitment. Go ahead and make sure to be grateful to people that are extending their help. Do what really makes you excited. Like we know what what really hey identify that. Be comfortable owning the no. Um, go ahead and support other women. There's really room for everyone to have a seat at the table if you really collaborate. Don't be scared of sharing your ideas. Um, that oh someone's gonna get credit for for it. Like don't worry, you'll get another great idea. Partnership. You we could do so much more, and this is something that with this concept with the RGB census ambassador scholarship concept that was one of our goals from the very beginning how can we as an RGB partner together why what's the point of us trying to like create a wheel and go back and forth like let's just all unite in one movement there's social responsibility movements happening all across the nation like why not have our RGB and create that let's go viral for something positive and just make sure to have that type of collaboration and support.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, Thelma. I appreciate it. Thank and you. I'm going to go ahead and switch over to you, Sarah. Can you tell us what Rio Grande Valley organizations you are a part of and what they mean to you?
1: Rio Grande Valley only? <laughs> oh, uh, actually, all of the organizations. OK, well, um, I belong to two national ones. One is uh, I'm a Fem City Collective Director, which means I'm one of seven across the nation that try to collaborate and bring in other women to create a fem city sisterhood they help build um, create a collective and help each each other in that um, organization drive grow your business and most importantly feel the love and support of a woman so we do little trainings it's one time a month meeting um, and i've i've been in that for four years already i'm also part of a national organization which is women in hvac women in air conditioning so I sit on the board and um, it's, I'm very passionate about it. It's a lot of women in my industry that we actually get to talk. It's not just business owners. It's also people in and wholesale, distribution, um, manufacturing. I, I have a blast with them. And we talk my trade, you know, air conditioning. And um, here in the Rio Grande Valley, um, I'm happy to serve on the Rio Grande Valley partnership. I really love the partnership because they talk the whole Rio Grande Valley they bring education and awareness on what's coming in and what the future is gonna hold. They bring in uh, the leaders of the state and they talk about what their viewpoints are and what their commitments are. They create a platform where the whole Rio Grande Valley can grow and I'm, I'm really partial to that. Um, I'm also part of Femme City here, of course, in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, myself and Giselle are leaders in that. I'm part of the Organization of Women Executives. I've been in that for um i want to say nine years now it's an organization that meets one time a month for a lunch and we just get together and we network and we support women so um i'm involved in several chambers um i you know i do what i can in the valley as far as commitments and um, opportunities go because i truly believe that one of our biggest responsibilities as business owners and as community leaders is to give back to our Rio Grande Valley. Yes, you are the
0: definition of a true community leader. I have to say that because that's amazing. You all the organizations you're a
1: part of it. I know you're a mom as well, right, Sarah? Oh my goodness, I have three three children. One oh, year old who thinks she's, you know. 30 (laughs) lives your best (laughs) life. Um, And then I have a a seven year old and a nine year old and they're, you know, my seven year old actually came to feed me yesterday for lunch. So she brought me oranges that were cut up and she was like, mom, you're real busy and you haven't eaten all day. Here's some oranges. You know, I mean, it's just, I have great children. It
0: goes with the next question. Throughout all your experience, what has been one thing that you've learned that you now
1: apply to your everyday life? It's not my monkey. It's not my circus. (laughs) You know, there's some things that can really frustrate before I would get frustrated and passionate about. Um, But technically, the only thing you can control is your own mindset. So let some stuff go. If you cannot control what that person is saying, then, you know, it's not it's not your body. It's not your mind. And the biggest thing about and the biggest key to happiness is you just moving forward with what your mindset is. And your mindset has to be strong. In other words, yes, we all have bad days and I'm not saying don't cry. And I'm not saying, you know, don't, you're not going to be frustrated. You're going to deal with all of those things, but deal with them, handle them, find the solution and then move on. Don't be sitting there worried about who said what and how so-and-so doesn't like it or how you're not being approved of. You do what's right in your heart and your mind and everything else will come to you. Wow, thank you for sharing. Who has been the biggest influence in your career? My parents. My, my parents started Atlas um, 36 years ago. Today, my mother had a stroke in 2012. She was left paralyzed. Um, my dad basically is retired and he's the full caregiver for her. The fact that they were high school sweethearts, they were migrant workers, worked in the fields. My dad went to the Air Force to give us a better life started a business, fed people in the community. We st- They still work for us. I mean, you know, what we do every single day in Atlas is we try to support the community and including our employees because they are part of that community. So I think my parents have just been really wonderful. I keep telling myself, if I could just be half of what they were for me, then I know my kids are gonna be okay. <laughs> just half, because that's how amazing I think they really are.
0: Do you have a hobby or in a certain activity you do that helps you refocus?
1: Scotch? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, honestly, I have to work out. I know my mindset. If I if I don't work out for a week or two, I can already tell my mindset is not as strong as it should be. Another thing that I like to do is I like to buy books of strong women, quotes, and I like to have them at my desk and our at my bed when I, before I go to bed or in my office. And I like to, when I'm beginning to get a little frustrated, I like to open up a book and just read a couple of quotes just to get inspired by some women, hear other women's wise words and, you know, give myself a little break and then I can get back right back to work. And every now and then I'll play a little game, you know, like a craft game or like a Sudoku game, something where my mind shuts down and I can get away from that. And of course, fishing, I love to go fishing.
0: yes those are those are great things to do the last question i have is if you could offer advice to an aspiring young entrepreneur lady
1: what would you tell her i think it's the same thing i told my oldest when she graduated from high school and there's no such thing as perfect you should never strive to be perfect you should just strive to be whole in other words when i say whole i mean love yourself You're not gonna be the perfect body. You're not gonna be the perfect woman. You're not gonna be the prettiest in the room. You're not gonna be the smartest, but you should love yourself completely in all its parts and purposes because there is no such thing as perfection. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And in your eyes, you should behold yourself as whole. That's what I would tell women. We have to love ourselves first in order to give love out into the world. And I love myself, so I can love other people. I just think it's really, really important that women remember that.
0: Great. That's really awesome advice. That's all the time that we have for today. I just want to say thank you again to Sarah and Thelma for being guests on the podcast. I'm so happy that they shared their advice and their words of wisdom with listeners. They're two amazing women in the community, community leaders, and they're an inspiration. Of course, if you're interested in applying for the RGB Census Ambassador Scholarship to win $1,000, you can go to rgbcensusscholarship.org and all the information's there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Mujeres in the No podcast. This is Natalie here, and remember, until next time, cuidado, be careful out there, please, please, please. Okay, bye-bye.